most of people that have been coming here know that my ministry started on the street. I said talking to prostitutes. In 1997, I go into the brothels and witnessed to them, became their friend. I didn't know it was called friendship evangelism, but share with them because I always feel like this is someone's daughter standing by the road selling their body. You know, I got interested. I one day I was talking about it. I wanted, I know a brothel around us or a then in Coca village. This time was very young then, about three years old. Um, but that was 1997, I remember. So I went in there, made a friend, went in. Most of us know the story. Wore jeans and pretended as if I was looking for my sister. And I said, I'm looking for my sister. I saw one girl. She said her name was Sarah. She became my first friend. That's not her real name, so don't worry. They don't use their real names for the business they are doing. So I said, I'm looking for my sister. And she said, oh, is she fair? Is she tall? She was making me to describe this imaginary, but she never asked me what her name was. I didn't know why, but later I now knew why. They never used their real names. So she knew that there was no point in me, in her asking what her name is. Because she knew that that girl, the name she's bearing, the person I'm looking for, the name she's bearing at home is not the name she'll be bearing there. Anyway, that became my first convert. Long story short, gave her life to Christ that day. She became my friend. And I continue to go in there, continue to visit and talk to all the others that are there. It began to grow and God gave me the idea of having a home, a shelter for them. Somewhere where they can, you know, live, where they can be trained, where they can be brought up, where they can be taught, you know, skills and made assets to the community. Because many of them say, well, I don't, I'm not doing it forever. I just want to have some money to start up or go back to school or this. But fast forward, I think about three years later, we were able to set up a home. The Real Woman Foundation home, which is called the Peace Villa, is in Magodo. If you've never visited before, visit. And then a few years after, we were able to set up the Love Home Orphanage, which is more or less on the same property, uh, premises, occupying about four twin duplexes now. That is where the majority of my work and my ministry has been. Daystar, I support my husband in founding Daystar, and I'm a pastor in Daystar, and I serve. But I believe primarily it's a helps ministry. People say maybe I'm a prophetess, I'm evangelist, or whatever, but that really is where it is. And I think over the years, I came to realize that it's about love. It's about God's love reaching the unloved. It wasn't even at a time in my life when I was not happy. Praise God. Maybe the message has started already. Amen. We have not gone into my message. We have not prayed. That God should bless the word. <laughs> I guess all protocol is broken because God is here already. Amen. Amen. So keen to it, oh, I've already started. People that know me, I just share from my heart. But, you know, that's just by way of introduction for those who really don't know what this is all about. In 1999, December 4th, I think, 1999, that was the very, very first seminar. Because these girls, I will invite them to church. They start, they wouldn't come. I'll say, look, come to the front. You will see me. If you come to, they were very small then. If you come to our church in Coca Village, come towards the front. Once you see me, I will recognize it's you and all that. They never, they will not come. So one day the Lord said, just have seminars, have meetings in non-threatening environments. Big Chef restaurant on Allen. They've closed down since. And they gave us the, um, the floor above to have this meeting. It could seat 70 people. That day there were 120 people, like in the upper room. And there were more women outside that were not from Daystar because we asked them, 
write your name, where you are from. How did you hear about it? Then, that was the time where you go on the street giving out flyers. There was nothing like social media, internet, nothing like that. And so, I saw there were more women. And when they filled the form, some of them filled the form. You see her address, Dragonara. Dragonara is a major brothel in Surulere, Lagos. You see addresses like that. So I knew that. And I had not yet visited that side yet. So these girls were coming from all over. And I realized that it was something that was supposed to be non-denominational. I was called to hurting women. I didn't know yet. So some of you that are trying to find your ministry, that you want to hear God loud and clear, do whatever is putting on your heart to do. You not hear the name of the ministry yet so that you can inaugurate it. Did we even ever do inauguration? Real woman. What did, we, did we ever do an inauguration? Where are my people that we started together? PMO. Did, we didn't do inauguration. I think five years after we did something, one something like that in a code. My own is, let's just be doing the work. Hello? Do whatever is laid on your heart. Whatever is drawing you to do. Whatever, whatever annoys you. That's where your ministry is. Uh, don't like how people dress. Begin to address that. Dressing. Hello? Begin to teach proper dressing. Begin to correct it. Begin to design for people. Begin to make clothes. Begin to train. Whatever. There's so much. Her song, we say there's one song that says that Odawa Awo Ototo. That's our skin. We didn't choose young boy He did not see, eh? You didn't choose your the color of your skin or your I'm fair, she's fair, right? But the shade is still different. I don't know why some people want to be fair. Some of us are even fair. Sometimes you are like, ah, wow. <laughs> meanwhile, the boys, well, meanwhile. Caucasians. Let me behave myself because I know some people might be watching me from Atlanta, Georgia right now. <laughs> Maybe my friend Kim is watching. Now, some of us, some who are white, Caucasians, they want to be a bit brown. That's why they go in the, the, the sun. Sorry, the Yoruba anointing is jumping on me. And you know my anointing, my Yoruba is not that deep. But sometimes when you are listening to songs like that, you too go deeper in your language. Amen. Amen. They want to be brown. Anyway, let me leave that so I don't um, digress too much. You know, so find your own purpose. And how do you find it? Do what comes to you. Keep doing it. My heart was just going to these girls. Hello. I've not been a prostitute before. If I have been before, I will tell you. In fact, that's when the story will be very sweet. Because I'll be able to say that, ah, I was a wrong scare. Ah, I was, you know, but one day the Lord touched me. He touched me one day. So there's nothing to hide. So you don't have to have been uh, whatever to go and reach them. My heart was just drawn to them. Because one, they are girls. They are young girls. And I thought, this is someone's daughter. This is someone's sister. Someone's mother, a mother will be crying somewhere, not knowing her daughter is on the street or whatever. But what brings us in common is that we are all God's creation. They are children of God, but they didn't know it yet. That's why they were behaving like that. Amen. So find your place, and the world will celebrate you. 
eventually they will be drawn to you. So fast forward today, many have gone to live meaningful lives. Many have gone to school. Some have made first class from school, 2-1. Ruth always says I should share her story all around the world. Um, it's in Canada now. We have, some have gotten married. It continues to be a success story to the glory of God. Amen. Is Ebziba here? If you are here, come towards the front. Help me to celebrate her and all the team. You must wait till the end because we are cutting this cake together. Praise God. She's the one that runs the place. I don't have to be there now. She runs the place and takes care of all the people there. Hallelujah. To God be the glory. I'll title this short message, Look at Me. My time is fast spent because I've taken time to talk about blah, 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 all what we're doing in the ministry and where it started. And to let you know that though we are using the premises of Daystar today, this is Annex 1, Daystar. <laughs> we borrowed the place. This is Maybe we should have asked for the main hall. See how we're sweating. It is well. We didn't know it would be like this because it's filled to capacity. We should have asked for the bigger hall. Um, thank you, Jesus. Because we have a larger crowd now than the last time. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. But like I said, Ma, you're coming to Daystar again. Amen. This is not Daystar. You're still coming. Daystar will bring you. Amen? Because I saw some people on social media, they were really clamoring on it on my page. Hey, Daystar should bring gospel artists like that. Mm. <laughs> Hallelujah. Look at me. Acts chapter 3, verses 2 to 6. Praise God. Me too. I celebrate my husband. Oh. Hello. He's not the only one that has husband. Oh. Ah. Even though he's not here physical, but people you know, eh? Those who know, they know. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. We were holding the meetings. I think that year, 19, the following year was six times and we reduced it to four times in the year, then twice. And then now we hold it not only here in Lagos, Atlanta, UK, to the glory of God. Thank you, Jesus. Your work will grow. It will not be stranded. Your vision will not be aborted. It will go worldwide in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Acts chapter 3, verses 2 to 6. I'll make it short since I've already shared a bit my story. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. And Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Rise up and walk. Amy mentioned earlier when she was sharing her testimony. The woman bent over. I love to share from that story a lot. The woman bent over. Almost 180 degrees. The Bible says she could not lift herself, what? 
and she went into the synagogue and on this particular day, Jesus was there and he healed her. She was made straight and she glorified God. Hallelujah. Your shout will be louder than it was before because you will see the mighty deliverance of God. But here he says this man was lame from his mother's womb and they had to carry him. And on this particular day, John and Peter came. I said, seeing John about to go into the temple, he asked for arms. But John and Peter fixed their eyes on him and said, look at us. And so he gave them his attention. He gave them his attention. Follow me. Expecting to receive something from them. Expecting to receive something from them. What is your expectation? Who do you fix your eyes on? To see does not necessarily mean to give attention. To see does not necessarily mean to look. Seeing is unintentional. Do you agree with me? Seeing is unintentional. But to look is deliberate. To see. If your eyes are open, you will see now. Right? You will see things that you don't necessarily want to see. Hmm? Especially on the internet. You are looking for something. Some things will pop in. You can't say you've not seen it. But did you deliver? if you now stay and look at it and fix your attention, then you're on your own. Hello? No crime in sin. You are driving, you see billboards that you don't want to see. There are things, you see the car in front of you. So he said, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple. But Peter and John said, look at us. They fixed their eyes on him and said, look at us with expectation. Don't see God as normal. Don't see him the way you, you've been seeing him. Oh, he's God. Yeah, we are in his presence. But take time to look at him. The Bible says we should look at things while we look at what? The things that are not seen. For the things that are seen are what? Temporal. But the things that are not seen are eternal. He said, look at us. We have something to give you. What they had was what was not visible to him. They had the power of God latent in them. But he was not seeing them as normal. As in, just drop, off, drop something and go. After all, I'm a beggar. That's a normal thing. Drop, give me coins. I'll be going. Like every other person. But on this particular day, on this particular day, Peter and John said, look at us. Look at the Jesus in us. We don't have silver or gold right now, but what we have, we will give to you. Say, today I'm receiving from God what he has for me. Look into the perfect law of liberty. Don't look at your problem. Don't fix your eyes on your situation. Fix your eyes on him. Remember when this same Peter, he understood this because there was a time they were in the boat. And Peter saw Jesus walking on water. 
And he said, Master, is that you? He said, yes. If it's you, tell me to come. And what did Peter do? He stepped out of the boat. And he began to what? Walk on water. Why was he able to walk on water? Because he was looking at Jesus. The author and finisher of his faith. The Bible says we should look, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him, he despised the shame and despised the cross. He too, Jesus too was a looker. Hello? He was looking at the joy that was set before him. He was not looking at the problems all around. It was problematic. Because yes, they were killing, they were beating him. But he was looking at the joy ahead. He was looking at the end results. He endured the shame. He said, I will not, if I look at what they are doing, I will stop. Fear will set in. And I will not go to the, receive the manifestation of what God has for me. Many of us have been stuck by fear. Fear is lurking all around, but you don't have to look at it. You don't have to accept it. Let it just be passing. Hello? Let it just be, yes, you are seeing it, but you are not looking at it. Look at me, says the Lord. Fix your gaze on me. Don't fix your gaze on your problem. Don't fix your gaze on your situation. Don't look at what is happening now. Don't look at Nigeria's problem, the economic and political and everything. Because the Lord says, I am bigger than that. And there is no sin that you should not plan for your tomorrow. But plan with God in mind. Plan with God in mind. And so Jesus, Peter, began to walk on water. Hello? He was doing what? The miraculous. He was doing what they said no man could do. Hello? He was defying the doctor's orders. He was defying the doctor's, what? Prognosis. Like Amy, it was said that you will not live. But she's here, she's alive. She's alive. When I heard her testimony, I said, good, you will come and share it here. Because that will ignite faith in someone's heart. Don't take no for an answer. Say, I know my Redeemer liveth. Focus on him. Focus on him. And so J Peter focused on Jesus and he was walking on water. But the moment he took his gaze away from Jesus, the moment he looked at the storm, the seas, as if the sea was not there, he was walking on the water, but began to look at the water that this thing is getting rough. He began to what? Sink. Stop sinking. Stop drowning. Begin to float once again. Shift your gaze. That's the message for today. Look at the God of love. Look at the God of liberty. Look at his word. Whenever God is ready to change our lives, he will change our perspective. He will change our gaze. He will change our inner eyes. He said to Jeremiah, he said, Jeremiah, Jeremiah, what do you see? Jeremiah was complaining earlier. He said, I'm a youth. I can't do this. God said, I've called you a prophet, what? To the nations. But what was he looking at? Age. Maybe his physical body. Maybe he had a small size. What else? Race. Uh, tribe. All those things that we look at. Tribe. You know, father's house and all of that. Connection. I don't know any, I don't, you know. God is enough for you. 
If he has said it, then it is count down. And that's why we say that many times our greatest work is to be believers. There are too many unbelieving believers. We are believers, but we are unbelieving. So you see, we are not unbelievers like that. We've accepted Jesus, yes, but we are unbelieving inside the life of the, of the believer. And so I think sometimes God is disappointed. But you are four people. You are a believer now because you have already accepted me into your life. What, which one is all this doubting again? Did I say you will do it? He said, I will bring it to pass. Between the time he gives you the instruction, between the time he shows you the vision, between the time he tells you what your future is like or whatever, between now and that time or between the time you receive it, what is your own job? To believe. Your job is to believe. And when you pray, pray in faith knowing it's done. Pray to receive the strategies and for the things you are meant to do in between. So if he says you are going to have um, a thousand albums or a million albums, won't you start with the first one? Will you sit down and say, ah, I'm waiting for the Why has the million album not happened? Will you not be working on the first one? You will. And if there are obstacles, you do it again. You keep doing it. People around, maybe they mess up. They're supposed to help you. The studio closed. The day they were supposed to open, they didn't open. They... You keep at it. Hello. Because life is in phases. Even our growing up, we don't just appear. Nobody just appeared except Adam and Eve. Even Jesus, our Lord, he didn't just appear. He was born. He grew. He learned obedience from his earthly parents. He began to grow in his vision. At 12 years old, they were looking for him when they went for the retreat. They said, where is this boy? When they found him after two days, they said, what's your stress? Were you not the one that shared with me the vision that God... I, I started near. Yeah. They said, at this moment, yes, sir. I was just with the professors. Because I know that's where my calling is. So let me go and be rubbing minds with them. Who are you following? Who are your mentors? He started at 12 because he knew that his journey, you know, you know, by 30, he knew he would have to start the ministry. Praise God. He grew up. He was fully God, but he was also fully man. He was also fully man because when he was at the wedding and his mother came and said, uh, uh, the wine has finished. He said, uh, what is your business, woman? He said, oh, yes. He said, what is your business? <laughs> of course, in a good way. Not that he was rude. But it was more like, please leave me. I just came to enjoy myself at this wedding reception. It was at the reception. It was not at the church wedding. Because he wanted to delay his, you know, that freedom, that ability to go anywhere without being known. Does it happen to you sometimes, ma? You go somewhere, maybe some places abroad. You just tell your husband, ah, I want marry. Hey, nobody is calling my name. Nobody is shouting my name. This is bliss. That's how my husband and I sometimes when we go and watch a movie, maybe. Or sometimes just hear say, Reverend Sir, you are your own. I don't know you. <laughs> we thought we could hide here. I think that was his mindset because he knew that once he starts, he has started. He said, Woman, it's not yet my time. Say, what? Whatever he tells you to do, do it. He will do it. His eye of compassion will not let him, he will not, he will not be able to bear it to see that they've run out of wine, they are about to be embarrassed and he can, he knows he can do something about it. So no need to push him. And he did. Turn water to, since that day, did they let him rest? Uh -huh. 
So you they asking for big ministry, breakthrough, big, get ready. Get ready. Grow, develop strength, develop stamina. Because sometimes these days I feel like say, who sent me a message? Whoa. <laughs> when I'm flying all over the place and all that, I don't want to complain because I'm like, I prayed for this season, didn't I? Worldwide ministry. I'm like, ah, thank you, Lord. <laughs> Thank God it didn't happen so fast. Because sometimes you, are, you can hardly catch your breath. To do quiet time, you have to be deliberate. But this one, I will not open my phone. Till I have finished everything I want to do. Because once you open it, the messages are there. Remember Jesus? His, his habits. Mark 1.35. He will go to a quiet place before day. Solitary place and pray. The moment he comes, the disciples say, Ah, ah, we have been looking for you. All men seek thee. You say, uh -huh. bring it on. I'm ready. You have collected the power. The power is latent, but you have reinforced it. You have renewed it in the presence of God. Oh yeah, anything. Because we don't know what we face each day. We don't know what we're going to face. You don't know the other driver on the street that will annoy you. You're a good driver. Neat. Even your driver too is good. And you too yourself, you drive well. But do you have control over the other drivers? Before you find yourself now saying a bad word, that means you've not had your quiet time. <laughs> when we manifest like that, it's because we have forgotten ourselves. We look into the perfect law of liberty. But it says that we should be doers. We should not now go acting as if we have forgotten who we are. When we look at the word of God, when we look at it, I'm not talking about looking at your Bible under your pillow. Hello? In fact, it's been so easy for us now that you can put your Bible on your phone. So there's no excuse. There's no excuse. Hello? You know how to receive God. Then you know how to just scroll, click on Bible. In fact, there's audio Bible now. Hello? Like some people prefer that one. Plug it in. Let it be entry. There's music. I wanted to say earlier that we can download Tokwe Alabi's music. On iTunes, Spotify, all the places where they download music. So no excuse. This phone, if you check it, is full of worship albums. All those songs that you're singing, they are here. I don't know what you're using your own phone for. Translations of the Bible is here. Because this is the thing we carry around the most. Some people, if this thing gets lost, yeah. like that. <laughs> Information, everything. So we have no excuse to look at Jesus, to look at the perfect law of liberty. Look deliberately. So when he looked at them, he said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And the man began to walk. The man began to do what he could not do before. How many people want to be able to do what they could not do before? How many want to operate in the miraculous? Then don't shift your gaze from him. Keep looking at him where he's seated on the right hand of God. Keep looking at him in his throne. Keep looking at the exalted Jesus. Keep looking at the finished work on Calvary. Are you going through pain emotionally? Keep looking at him because he went through pain. He was wounded for our transgression. 
He was bruised for iniquities. Is it emotional pain? He's there to lift it. Keep looking at him. But if you keep looking at the source of the pain, hello, what happens? It's more painful. It's more compounded. You look at the people that offended you. You look at the people that did you bad. But keep looking at Jesus and it will show up for you. And your joy will be full in the name of Jesus. You will literally walk on water. Whatever walking on water might mean to you today, begin to do it in Jesus' name. Receive grace, receive strength to do it in Jesus' name. What sunk you before will not sink you anymore. You will not drown in the pressures of life. You will not drown in the problems of life. You will float in the river of love. You have to keep looking at the love of God because the love of God triumphs over hate. It triumphs over everything. It has been my strength. It has been my stronghold. Praise God. It has been my strength. Thank you, Jesus. It has been my strength. Some of us, for those of us that are married, how many people know that it's not every time that it's rosy, rosy, lovey-dovey? Hmm? They are looking at a Pope now, an evangelist. They, ah, ah, they are just, you know. They are correct, though. Yeah. But what I'm just saying is that things are not always perfect. I remember earlier in my marriage, earlier years, it's 25 plus years now, but I remember the first few years. There are sometimes I would just feel lonely and feel bad. Maybe I feel he's not giving me attention. Or it's not any big sin like that. But you know, sometimes there are some little things that matter to us. Little thing. Sometimes for you, sometimes it might be like, he didn't say I love you. Then you're in a big mood. Your friend might be like, is he I love you, you want to eat? My own is that he must buy me gifts. I'm angry because he has not bought me gifts now. One whole month, two months. He traveled, not even pef or small chocolate. Say, hey, she does your own. Whatever it is, those little things. But do you know that when you look at the love of God, it makes up because man is not perfect. No man is perfect. No woman is perfect. Do you agree with me? So those imperfections, we should let Jesus bridge the gap. It should block it. In fact, it should be the number one. In fact, what I used to feel those days is that, you know what? If I didn't have those discomforts mm, of feeling that my husband is not loving me, uh, I didn't run deeply into God's presence like I should. Hello? Confessions. Maybe that's when my worship went deeper. I love to worship God. I believe you cannot compete with a worshiper and succeed. Thank God for prayer warriors. Amen? I like to pray too. You know me. Eh? Worship is a higher form of prayer. When you can't even pray, you just throw yourself in his arms. You just throw yourself in his arms. You sing to him. I sing, Lord, you're the love of my life. You are the love of my life. I will spare you the rest. You know the song. Whose head will not swell when you are singing like that to them? Hello? Let God's head swell. Give him cause to rise again and step into your situation. Give him cause again to say, what is that sound I'm hearing? Where is it coming from? And then the angels, they are following that sound. They are tracing it and they trace it to your mouth. They trace it to where you are all alone in your room. Not because you are in church. You know, the congregation, everybody's watching. Lift up hands. They even have to tell you, lift up your hands. That's when you now lift your 
<laughs> this one, you are all by yourself. Anointing service. Praise God. Worship God. The point where you worship God and fall under the anointing. Get up. You don't need anybody to come and touch you physically. I'm telling you. When you come out, you'll be high on love. The wonder will happen to you. Because there is power in intimacy with God. Hello? There is power in intimacy with God. We can really be intoxicated in his presence. One on one. Hello? And when that happens, he will show you possibilities. He will show you, he will give you dreams. It will tell you that it is okay. Hello? It will correct you where you are wrong. You will see what you should adjust. But it will love on you. And it will reassure you that he is not man. And it will reassure you and give you the grace to forgive. Hello? Do you know some of us, when we have spent time with God like that and we are really... You know, we've seen God's promises, the thing he said about it, and we are happy, we are reminded, we are like, ah, thank you, Lord, I'd even forgotten. Then we feel happy, right? Do you know that you can go around with pride? Ah, that's happened to me before. <laughs> I should confess to you. Do you know you can leave that presence and see that your husband or see that person that offended you and like still I the person? Someone say, how is that possible? But you have just left the presence of God. I'm just telling you. Hello? Because of that, how do I put it? Because of that confidence, that is not superiority. Because of you are now in a better state. Do you understand? You can look down on people. But at the same time, when you are collecting that everything, collect the grace to forgive. Collect what you call anu, mercy. The mercy of God. Hello? Because many times these days, people say, I see it on social media that, they say we Christians, we, and I know it's not true, but maybe through the actions of some people, that it's like we, maybe we look down on people who are not saved. Or we talk down at them, or we just, you know, all these unbells. All these people that are not, those kind of, No! If you are truly filled with the love of God, it's compassion you will have for people who are not saved. I find it difficult to abuse people who are gay. I'm sorry. I'm sympathetic for them. I don't know how to put it. It's a compassion. Feeling sorry for them. They're already in a state that is not... Why should I come and add my abuse to it? I used to see that a lot on Facebook. I'm not... Facebook, thank you. I'm not even marketing any social media, but that one. <laughs> Too much uh, this thing there. Too much uh, judging, abusing, and everything. Because you even find people abusing people from other nations. I'm embarrassed, too, when I see Nigerians on social media abusing Americans. Hello? It's not because I go there, the ministry they have in. No, it's... How can you abuse people who are... God? The Bible says he's a governor among the nations. Do you know that he's not a partial God? He's not only the God of Nigeria, he's the God of everywhere. He's not happy when people are killed, when there's war in Syria and all those people. But because we are far from it, Syria, what is Syria? As if there are animals that are there. It is people that are there. God's creation. 
So why should we not feel the pain of other people? Hello. And some people in their mind, they'll be saying, after warfare is, you know, they caused it. What caused them to be that way? You know that gay thing, my own is that it's a, my own definition is that a confusion of the identity. Finish. You are in a male body, but in your mind, you think you are female. So you want to align the two. I'm not making a case for them, but I'm just saying you want to align the two so that you not be thinking female, and, but you look at your body, there are all the male organs. You want to go change it. That's why they will change the physical one to be like the one they are thinking in their mind. I wish the one they can change the one inside. Leave the physical one the way it is. How God created you, leave it. And it goes, some go through pains, trance, whatever, to really cut off some. Ah! It's only compassion you should have for people like that. It's not like this one's hey, hey, fire is waiting for it. How can you? You are laughing. Some people do it. Maybe they are not here. So if you are on the internet and you think that way, it is wrong. It's, it's, we should be weeping for such people. Because if you are a believer, you know where you are going. You know if Jesus comes now or if he takes you home. You know where you are going. But this one, you don't know where they will end up. Hello? So even when in your problems and your challenges, because we are on this, in this world, we will have all those situations. When you think about the fact that <laughs> you know where it will all end up, you can smile. Right? You can smile because you know where the end is a good place. Praise God. That's why when she was so ill, she said, God, take me home or heal me. Hello? She could say that because she knows that if he takes her home, automatically the sickness will drop. There's no sickness in heaven. But if she was not a child of God, would she be able to say, take me home or heal me? Because how is that home? How is that home? That is the thing. Where is the end of all human souls? So, I want to encourage us. Fix your gaze on Jesus. Let him heal you, whatever the situation is. And today, he's making you straight. Whether it has been for 18 years or 12 years, whether the issue of blood, the bleeding is stopping right now. You are being made straight. You are being made whole. Why? And when she was made straight, she glorified God. When that man was lifted from his lameness he glorified god now his life can be more what impactful you're not healed for yourself you're healed to glorify him you're healed to be a blessing that your testimony alone will be getting people saved that's why that man that was born blind came to jesus hey, this this man jesus healed that man that was another miracle apart from this one this one i read this because this was peter and john Healing people. Hello? Just to show that God can heal people through you. Through your testimony. Through your life. Through your own encouragement of other people. Because when you are whole, you can do better. Hello? You can pay people school fees. 
You can help them out of poverty. You can teach. You yourself are not looking for a solution. You are the solution. You are no longer the prayer point. Hello. You are now free. Can you imagine that man will now be free to lead other people to Christ? To, to, he can now work instead of begging. And he can help as many people. So I believe that at the end of the day, it's about fulfilling our purpose. And everything that limits you from fulfilling your purpose right now, this day, I declare it is taken away. I declare you will not look at it anymore. You will look at the word of God. You will look at his promise. And every problem will begin to look small. Every problem will begin to fade away. It will begin to be distant. It will not even matter. Some miracles are instant. You don't see it again. Some, it will take time. Some, is three days after. They just realize, ah, I don't have that pain anymore. Some, it will be instantaneous here. Some, it will be after a month. And you won't know exactly what happened. When it happened. Because you are no longer focusing on it. So, what you can do to shut the enemy up is to say, you know what? I am not going to pay attention to that matter anymore. Is it that you are trusting God for the fruit of me? You're going to say, as from now, we're going into 2019. I am not going to give this thing unnecessary attention anymore. It's going to happen, but I am going to go on with my life. Focus on God. Focus on what is working. Stop looking every day. This one is not working. This one is not. What about the one that is working? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you. We give you all the glory. Thank you for your word that has come forth. Thank you for the prophecy. Thank you, Lord, because you are saying, look at me. That is the word. He said, look at me. Because of time, I'm going to stop there. Look at me. Look at me. The Lord says, look at me. Look at Jesus. Look at the finished work. Look at the fact that he's paid the price. Look at his word that says that you are free, you are healed. Look at the perfect law of liberty. Keep looking. Don't forget who you are. You are free. You are delivered. You are victorious. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your word. Thank you for all that you are doing. Thank you for what you have begun to do here, oh God. I see wombs being healed. I see fibers disappearing from people's bodies. In the name of Jesus. I see understanding. Understanding has come. I see wisdom. 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 Tap into the wisdom that the Lord is giving you. I see open eyes. Inner eyes. Your eyes are open. You will see differently. You are beginning to see differently from now. No more crying. No more tears of embarrassment. No more tears of disgrace. Thank you, Lord. If they disgrace you, <laughs> that's their own business. If they disgrace you, it's to their regret. Keep focusing on him and doing what he has called you to do. Don't bother about who likes you. Don't stop to see every barking dog. Stop looking back. Athletes, when they, they don't look back when they are running. The moment they look back, it slows them out. Down. Focus on your own calling. In fact, mind your business. Yes. Mind your business. And your business will mind you. Praise God. Whatever it is he has given you, 
Maybe it's your business to sell. Don't say it's small. Start. Pray. Wake up in the morning. Thank God that for the fact that you are alive. Hello? It's someone that is alive that can even have a small business that you say is not growing. You are the one that said it with your mouth that it's not growing. Stop comparing yourself to other people. Compare yourself to your own destiny. Put it there. If it's social media, put it there. Market, advertise. Don't be tired of doing good. Don't be weary of doing good. One day the Lord is going to blow you up. Like they say, they say, they say, you don't blow, you will blow. But not before time moves. So you know, explode. Some people, when they blow, they don't have the character to handle it. So you know, blow, you blow, cool blow. <laughs> Let me pray and leave this place. My time as my timekeeper, I've, I've, right? I've gone over. Yes, Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord, because there's so many things you want to say to us. We're limited by time, but I thank you, Lord, for you. This short word, and I pray, oh God, that you will continue to speak to your sons and daughters in this place, those watching through the internet, wherever they are from, that Lord, this conference will end, but it will not end here. Holy Spirit, you will continue to expand in their minds the many more things you want to say to them. But you've allowed me to start it off and say, you are saying in this season, look at me. Yes, Lord. We turn our eyes again to you. Man cannot do it for us. You are the one that can do it. So we refocus on you all over again. We've made you too small in our eyes. Forgive us, Lord. We're refocusing on you. Thank you, Father. We magnify you. We exalt you. And we thank you for all that you have done. And for that which you are yet to do. Have your way in every life. Let no one live here crying. Let no one live here with deep pain in their hearts and lives in the name of Jesus. Let 2019 be a much better year for everyone in the name of Jesus. As we fix our gaze on you. Forgive us where we have made man our idols. Forgive us when we have exalted man above you. We need men, yes. But Lord, you are the one on the throne of our hearts. So if there's anything else that is on the throne of our hearts aside from you, we displace it right now. And we enthrone you as Lord. We declare that Lord, we are, that are believers, we will be believing believers. Thank you for the ideas that are coming. Thank you for the wisdom that are coming. The resources. Human resources, yes, you will bring people our way that will assist us, people that will mentor, people that will help, people that will also help us, oh God, people that will come into our team. Thank you, Father. You will bring the books, you will bring all that we need, Father. And you will bring the material resources, the money needed to fund our vision. Thank you, Lord. We are grateful. You have done all things well. Help each one to see themselves the way that you see them. Help the Jeremiah's eyes to be open today. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.